Traditions are sacred in the South. The Masters, SEC football, and fried chicken anytime. Now, add one more. Pull up a chair, fix your glass, and get ready for some good old-fashioned Southern charm. Welcome to Success in Sweet Tea, a podcast dedicated to your success in business, lifestyle, and relationships, all with a shot of Southern magic. And now, coming to you from deep in the heart of the Southland, get ready for an engaging conversation with your new favorite Southern couple, Doug and Vicki Miles. Welcome back to another great episode of Success and Sweet Tea. Today, Doug and Vicki welcome back the Vice President of Accreditation Services at Cognia, Dr. Andre Harrison. Vicki, you brought up a great point. Oftentimes when I'm talking to young people and others, I often come back to the three C's that I started with with my students even in Elmore County. Having the commitment, being competent, and that leads to having the competence to be successful. Commitment, competency, and having the confidence. I love that. I will steal that from you. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> because, again, those three will equip you to do anything you want to do in life. And, and I tell people, use your resources. I keep coming back to that. I'm not afraid to pick up the phone and say, Doug, I learned that you know this person. And then that's the other thing, you know. Right. <laughs> that's right. Right. <laughs> Can you help me make the yes. connection? Yep. Yes. You know, I've done that throughout life. When I went to Alabama State, got multiple degrees from Alabama State University, and then I was ready to get my terminal degree from Auburn. I called someone, Dr. James Wright from AUM. He had a connection in Auburn. I said, Dr. Wright, I'm getting ready to go to, uh, to Auburn. I had a major professor at Alabama State University, Dr. Heisa Finley, uh, had gotten her doctorate from Auburn. Uh, there were times that I had to sit in her office as I did with Dr. Freeman, and she went over vocabulary words with me for the GRE to prepare me because I had to take the GRE to get into Auburn and made a passing score. So the thing, again, being committed, you know, I wanted it. That's right. You know, I knew in order to have it, I had to sharpen the saw and get uh -huh. my skills together, as Stephen Covey would say, and then get that done. And so... I got into Auburn, made connections with some great folk over there, and they made sure that I was taken care of, but I had to also work. But they were great advisors to me. So again, I think that's just so important that if they have the commitment and the drive, it can happen. You, you make another point that I have to, I have to stop for a minute. When I look at your resume, if I'm just looking at this piece of paper that talks about all of the things you've done, your ability to be successful in the area of accreditation, you know that's commitment for sure. Right. But I'm going to say that goes all the way back to kindness and respect. Correct. Because accreditation can bring out the worst in right. people. Right. Right. or the best in right. people <clears throat> and only those who can as you say keep a cool head kind of keep the moment in check i've often thought that the more years you work in education the more you were qualified to work at the united nations 
because we see it all. We do. <laughs> and the job is to first of all keep focus on what is what are you committed to doing? Correct. And it's correct. Achieving the goal. Correct. Getting correct. the mission right. Correct. Correct. Um, and I now know exactly why you are so successful because of your commitment and your ability to have those relationships. Right. I think another thing we do in the South, and I know you can speak to this, we value people. Correct. We really are interested in you as a person. Right. And then when we are the people in charge, and you've been that person many times. Yes. Talk a little bit about how you've handled your um, your staff, your personnel, because I have a good idea. You were the boss that they went away from you saying, he'll help you. If I have a problem, he's got my back. Right, and first of all, I tell people all the time, leaders, don't let people see you as their boss. Let them see you as their leader. Yes. That is very important. So number one, the reason, I think the key thing was all about relationships, number one. They knew that Andre was there for them. And again, going back to something that Covey talks about, you know, dropping those different attaboys, as they say, in their emotional bank account, right. you know, celebrating them, telling them what they're doing well. So when you have to redirect, it's not as hard. You know, uh, I, I tell my colleague and friend Jeff Langham this all the time, I learn a lot from him about taking care of people. You know, every time we lost, uh, a staff member may have lost someone at a a family member, someone mm -hmm. went to the funeral, someone sent cards mm -hmm. and different things. And a lot of the times what I learned, I would send a card later, you know, where there, you know, because sometimes I hate to bring this subject up. We've all experienced it during the time before yes. the funeral. A lot of people around you, people are talking. Then after the funeral, people go on their way and then you're left by yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of wait and you send that card in the moment when they are kind of by themselves, mm -hmm. it's a pick me up. Yes. But my staff, uh, our team, they will tell you, I value each of them regardless of his or her position. Mm -hmm. We talk. We don't always talk work. A lot of times I'll just pick up and in every meeting that I do, we have team meetings and everything. The top item on the agenda, reconnection. And I'm gonna find a way to reconnect. What'd you do this weekend? Tell me about <laughs> it. We're gonna laugh first yes. and just reconnect. Right. Then we get right down to business. I just don't jump right into, tell me this, no, it's all about just letting people know that you are there for them. And so, again, bus drivers, custodian, cafeteria workers, bookkeepers, teachers, anybody in Elmore County and beyond would tell you, I hope that I've come in contact with, oh yeah, we can talk to Dr. Harrison. I mean, and again, I, I'm open to Frank conversations, you yes. know, my name ain't Frank, but basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I need to know yeah. if you see something happening and I'm driving down the road and you don't tell me the detour, then that's an issue. But I, 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 I hope that's what they would say. And Vicki, I've got, I've got to go back to accreditation <laughs> because you brought up yes. a good point. With Cognitive Accreditation, our CEO, Dr. Elgar, has made it his mission to make sure that our accreditation process is bigger than just accrediting schools. It's about improving schools right. and ongoing continuous improvement. So that's our mission to number one, 
Let principals, superintendents, board members, and teachers, and others, and parents, and students know when we walk into a school or we begin to support them with accreditation, it's not about quickly checking the boxes, or if you don't have this, you're not going to continue to be accredited. It's about continuous improvement, and how can we support you to be a quality institution and so that's what we do and that's why I'm so grateful for him to have me in the role that I am because I'm committed to that and I want to make sure the team that we have is committed to that because sometimes we're the first one sometimes people even talk to to say tell me about this accreditation what what's this about talk about your standards and what have you so we want to make those connections so i never want anybody to see me as your accreditation police that we're going to come and close your school there are processes in place to number one always try to help them get better as we've talked about mm -hmm. continuously today yeah. So I'm glad you brought that point up about accreditation. Well, and, and accreditation too, and I, I can tell this is exactly where your heart is. It's not about following the rules as much as it is about, as you say, improving the education process because the mission was really all about the student. In the correct, first place. correct, correct. That goes back to where correct. you started the right, conversation. Right, right. And I'll tell you what, in our vision and mission for Cognia, I'll never forget, I was working with some people in North Dakota, and it may have been the state superintendent of education in North Dakota that I asked to read our mission. And it talked about creating successful pathways for all learners. And so she said to me, with a colleague, she said, now Andre, learners in the building are not always students. You have teachers who are learning. You have leaders who are learners. And that's another key thing that I go back, you know, and think about sometimes. I would be a better leader now, I think, if I just didn't concentrate so much on my students. You know, and think about my teachers. I mean, we always learn something new. Yes. Sometime every day, every minute. Right. right. You're always learning as adults, you know, so that was something that was very important, you know, that I think about with Cognigar. We look at the whole school and everybody in the mm -hmm. school, you know, their teachers, leaders, and everybody who say, how do these standards help me grow? I see how this standard will help children, but think about us. And so we, there are standards that we focus on, again, to help everybody, you know, if a teacher wants, or he or she wants to improve his or her professional, professional practice, there are standards to help them right, do that. Right. So again, that's what accreditation is about for me and should be about. So I'm loving how you're talking about mm -hmm. ongoing improvement mm -hmm. and what have you. And if you have a mission that may not be driving the, your school or institution in the right way, let's go back and look at it. Let me help you get that mission or write that mission or develop that mission to help make sure that it's moving your staff and your stakeholders. And yes. think about internal and external stakeholders, parents and everybody, yes. all that's very important. Well, and, and the purpose of knowledge, I know some people say knowledge is power. Well, it's most powerful when it's shared. Correct. And so that really becomes the whole mission of accreditation and education. Um, and you mentioned about speaking to your staff on a regular right. basis, that reconnect. Right. I can tell you I learned this from Doug Miles. He always had, when uh, when he was in 
a manufacturing business. He always started every day by going down the line, the production line. And he would say it's management by walking around. And later I was able to put that in place uh, in some of my other positions. And you're so right. When you are sharing knowledge, when you're reconnecting with the people, now I'm going back to your kind heart. Because okay. I believe that really is what it's truly, the formula might be something about those things <laughs> for mm -hmm. success. Yes, it is. That's so important. You know, mm -hmm. people know when you care. They do. They do. They do. You know, and so I will tell you this. That's something that I've always tried to instill first. You know, again, I think about culture, you know, and some people tell to talk about, well, Dr. Harrison, how can you help me change this type of learning gap in a building or what have you? I often tell them, let's go back to the culture of your building. How have you connected with your staff? How have they had time to buy into it, to work with you, to see that it's a shared leadership process, that you're going to support them and help them in order to, before you jump in and try to change the strategy or what have you. There are three R's, rigor, relevance, and relationships. That's all important also. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, if you can showcase people that you're going to be there with them, that you're going to be there to support them, then I think people will do anything for you to help you. And that's yes. another thing, you know, if people see you're there with them, they'll do anything for you. You know, as a superintendent, Doug, I still drove the school bus. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to the school bus story because I'll never forget riding the bus in Lyons County, trying to see how to change the gears and everything. Even when I got to Elmore County, I said, I'm going to get these bus licenses. And I drove a bus as a teacher, as an administrator, and even as a superintendent, if somebody would say, well, Dr. Harrison, we need some help, and, and they're stressing. And I would just say, well, y'all are going to get the superintendent today. He's going to drive the bus. And sometimes the kids will go, oh, oh he did it. He got the bus. Because you wanted them to work with you, not for you. Exactly. And amen. that's what great, strong leaders a do. A amen. amen. And I, yeah, and, and that's something, you know, to this day, I still hold my certification in bus driving because I never know I make it a call. <laughs> you might need it. Uh -huh. the, the, the thing I think that that stays on my heart probably more than anything is the question of how in the world are we going to reach back now and try to not change all culture because you know culture evolves it's Correct. an evolutionary process right but there there in our world right now there are a lot of things going on that are very very upsetting to everybody i mean you know we just we're we're experiencing some things that we've never experienced before and as educators you and vicky how are you going to plan or to strategize to try to go go and grab some of these young hearts that are just beginning school and are and their their walk you know in education that are you know first second third graders on the middle schoolers on the high schoolers and then into college hopefully and then into a productive career how are we going to go back and grab this generation 
and the generations that are after us and pull them on board with us. I know it might not be in the same fashion that we're accustomed mm -hmm. to being in and a part of, but it's almost like if we don't do something to make ourselves, uh, to get ourselves to help these guys, that we're going to be in a wasteland. And that scares me. It really does. Because right. we're not talking about tomorrow or next day. We're talking about go back to the house and turn on the television today and see what you see. Right. right. It scares me. Right. What, uh, so how does Cognia see that? How do you see that personally? <clears throat> well, I see it this way. Number one, I stay true to myself. You know, if you think back, we've always been faced with different issues. We always have. And we've always, as a people, been able to overcome those issues. And I see today that, yes, there are challenges. But number one, I will always stay true to myself. I will, I will tell young people to investigate and, number one, read for yourself. You know, we see a lot of different things, as you pointed out, that are going on in our world, in our nation, and what have you. So what I'm trying to do is stay true to myself, continue to be that mentor, continue to connect with young people, and making sure that I try my very best to be professional and be the role model and try to, as we say here in the South, walk that straight line. It's hard. Yes. Nobody's perfect. We know right. that. I'm not a perfect man. I don't profess to be yeah. a perfect man, but I do try to stay true to my values, and I do try to tell people, hey, this is this is what has helped me. And you try to lash on to them, and I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, even sometimes talking to my own daughter, you know, multiple, multiple conversations. Doug, you can't give up. you got to go back. You're not going to get mm -hmm. them the first time. Mm -hmm. So you've got to continue to go back. I think that's repeat. the challenge mm -hmm. is going back yeah, and going it, back because there's a lot of times that you get rebuffed and uh, you just the first say, time and then you just say, well, if that's no, the way you want to play this game, then yeah, but, enjoy it. Yeah, but I know in this generation, you know, and you've heard this too, your parents have told you, sometimes you got to see for yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. my parents have given me advice and I'm like, well, I'm just going to go and do this and then later on, I'm like, hmm, I probably shouldn't have done that. You should have listened a little better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I think, you know, Doug, a good point, you know, when my father said this was this is what's going to happen. It was over. But now, as you, you, a parent can say that, and sometimes it's not. And so, again, the connection, and I will tell you this, you know, the age bands or spans or what have you between parents and their children now are somewhat different, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that can be a challenge as well, you know? But what I have found in most cases, I'm going to say this this way, in most cases, I think we can all agree that parents want what's best for their children. And I've, I even saw mm. that as a principal, teacher, district office leader in Elmore County, you know, where parents came in and they said, Dr. Harrison, we can't pay that fee, but we really want little Vicky to go on this field trip. Let me tell you what, I had a principal 
who recently passed away, Miss Mary Lucy Krabs, where I was working at Hope Elementary School, if you did a field trip, regardless, you were going to figure out a way where no child would be left behind. Mm -hmm. You know, every child had that opportunity because sometimes she said this to me. She said, sometimes, Andre, the parents are sending you their best. That's right. And what That's they, right. yeah, the yeah. best they have. Yes. You know, and so, again, I also think when I became a parent, my wife teases me all the time about this, I became a better teacher, too, mm. because I could see little Andrea mm -hmm. sitting out there, right. you know. So, again, I just think, you know, we just got to strategize and determine the strategies that work, because right now we do see a lot of different things going on and a lot of impulsive actions. Mm -hmm. You know, you've even heard the term, think before you speak, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and that's something that I have learned, Vicki, in my role, uh, especially now with accreditation and what have you. I have learned if somebody has a, an issue, because sometimes people just want to be heard. Right. Even if I have the answer, Doug, and know how to sit and let them finish. And when they are done, then I walk them through it. I learned how not to just jump right in because, again, that upsets people. Mm -hmm. So it's going to come down to determining what strategies work. You know, I pretty much learned some strategies in my job, you know, in listening to people, talking to people, following back up with people, you know, having a 24-hour email rule. Well, within 24 hours, even if you get an acknowledgement email, you get something back because that shows a person that, hey, all right, they got it. They acknowledged me. They heard me, you know. So it's just those simple rules. I, you know, later in life, I think Vicki and I may just consult where we just get up and really <laughs> just talk about just some good old common rules of life. That's you true. know, <laughs> that's going to get you somewhere. <laughs> But everyone wants to be valued. Correct. And and your responsive email. Yeah. That is one of the first signs of being valued. Correct. Someone told me today, the most insulting part of our conversation was they. I had to remind them who I was. Cool. They didn't even remember me. That is so sad to me. Now, Vicki, it's almost like you are reading my mind. It's scary how we're connected. We're just Southern souls, I'm just kind of sitting over yeah. here enjoying the ride. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you all what I do. This is a trick. And Jeff and I, when we were working together, always made sure if somebody, the first thing I always told people to have, if I didn't know them, I'm saying, all right, I'm Andre Harrison. I work in this position. Just tell me who you are. Who, who do you have with you? Or who do you have with you? And they would tell me, so I'm writing names down. Anytime I'm doing an accreditation interview, mm -hmm. anytime mm -hmm. I'm at a school or what have you, I'm writing names. Even when I'm presenting and talking to people and they have on name tags, I'm remembering their names and everything. So I call people by their names. And that's one trick that in cognitive, everybody laughs at me. They know when Andre's presenting, we got to pay attention <laughs> because he's going to call our name and what have you. I tease some people. I said one time I was presenting, I said, okay, nobody steps out of here to go try to change his or her birth certificate because <laughs> I know you. I know, I know your name. You I know you already. But, 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 yeah, but, but that is so true. Just, just those simple connections. So I'm always, you know, I love that we're just here having a conversation. A lot of people sometimes have told me, and I admit this, you know, some people would say, oh, well, you don't act like you are a doctor. 
That's okay. I'm Andre. <laughs> that, that's a remarkable thing because you've accomplished so much. And, and thank you, thank you for giving us this opportunity to be sure. uh, a part of your life today and for you to brighten our day. It's mm -hmm. been wonderful to be here. We've enjoyed our time together. Hope that you um, have benefited from being here with us. I really have. And um, uh, I think that it, it would be a, a, a good uh, place to close this out. So, uh, Andre, I want to ask you if there's any anything you want to leave the audience with, and we'll put it in. Yes, I want to leave them with this. You know, respect your parents. They are doing what they can for you. My mother, Inez Harrison, my father, Willie James Harrison, to this day, my mom will call me and will tell me what she thinks, and I say, yes, ma'am. So value your parents. They are doing what they can. And also, you know, go back on your faith and your beliefs, you know, and your character. That, that, that's going to get you and help you be successful and get you, get you where you want to go in life. So again, I just want to thank you, Doug and Vicki, for choosing me, you know, to be here today. I know there could have been a lot of other people in Alabama and in the South that you could have chosen, but you chose Andre Harrison, you know, and I'm very grateful for this opportunity. And I hope this is not the last time we get to connect, you know. Uh, I'm because, sure that is yeah. not going to happen. Yes, sure there's a lot of work see. out there that needs to be done. Yes. And again, I thank you all so much. Well, our pleasure to have you. And again, your Southern soul was at home here with us today. Thank you so much. And your gentle spirit, but yet your determination not to let any person, student, entity, school go unnoticed and, and without value. Exactly. Thank you for all you, you do and all you're going to do to help education because we've already said education changes lives. It changes lives. Thank you, thank you, Andre. Thank, thank you, Andre. You.